Actually, Gavin Bedgegood's on the line, Michael, to talk about this decision about which one he runs in his hometown cup, Keats or Just Folk, and curious to know what Bedgie thinks about watering of these um, picnic tracks and whether whether there's a better way to ensure that they go ahead. Um, Gavin, how are you? Morning, Matty, Michael. Yeah, uh, Cranbourne Cup, uh, any any insight into which way you might go? Because you don't want to run your two best horses against each other. No, well, there's plenty of options around at the moment. You've got the Cranbourne Cup and the Gong on Saturday. Uh, you've got the Kilmore Cup Sunday. So we'll just uh, try and keep them split up and pick the most suitable race for each of them. Um, just Folk, whilst with a previous trainer, has, has always travelled well interstate to Sydney. Is that something that's in the back of your mind? Yeah, I wouldn't think that it would bother him. He's had a, a few trips to Sydney. He's been to uh, Brisbane. So, you know, he's been to Adelaide. It wouldn't bother me at all. And if, if you get some rain, he, he grows a leg as well. So um, is the forecast expected to be wet on the weekend? Well, that's where my decision um, lies at the moment. Last week, um, Kembla Grange were forecast for 20 to 40 mils each day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that's changed to maybe 5 to 10 on Friday and 1 to 5 on Saturday. So I've been checking that multiple times a day and uh, <laughs> it sort of keeps dropping off. But Cranbourne this morning saying 5 to 10 mils Friday and maybe 10 to 20 Saturday. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a guessing game at the moment. He seems to be going really well as uh, Just Folk. Yeah, I thought his first up run was great. And, uh, look, he ran as good as he could second up. He, he actually pulled his shoe on the way to the start and it didn't get picked up and... Um, race missing his near front shoe um, he's been wanting to lug out in his races and he's very sound so I'm not really sure um, why he's doing that but we might tinker with a little bit of gear tomorrow morning when we gallop him and uh, and uh, try and correct that. How late do you have to call it because it sounds like the the Melbourne weather or the Cranbourne weather might almost be as suitable at the death knock as the as the weather in New South Wales for the gong. So you, you, you're going to leave it late, but how late uh, till you actually make a call on which one runs where? Oh, we'll just sit on it till late tomorrow morning and, um, you know, if need be, we can even dual accept for, for both meetings on Saturday for Just Folk. But, um, yeah, look, uh, yeah, I, I can't tell you. I'm not sure yet. Cool. Mate, um, you obviously have a, a bit of... Well, let's ask about Keats first before you yep. get onto the, the picnics. How's he going? Because he probably is your, your Cranbourne Cup runner then. Uh, your um, yeah, your Cranbourne Cup runner. Yeah, I'd say he's probably more of a leaning to go to the Kilmore Cup okay. without seeing nominations. I just think he'll be really suited around that track, the downhill run into the straight, and uh, he obviously gets out and rolls along. So, um, yeah, he's another one. I'm, I'm not really sure what I'm doing yet, but I'll just make a call tomorrow morning. But I reckon he's going fantastic. He probably went to the Sale Cup only 80% fit. I was pretty... Um, transparent with the ownership group and uh, letting them all know that he, he wasn't screwed down and he probably ran better than I expected because, uh, you know, even when he got challenged halfway up the straight, he wanted to keep sticking his beak out and uh, he um, that's why I was sort of wanting to give him four weeks between runs. He went and had seven to ten days down at the beach and just sort of uh, had a bit of R&R, I suppose, after a cup first up run, but he's, uh, he's going super, that horse, I think. Yeah, your your whole stable's going super, and I know you basically were the, the headline banner act for buying these horses off the online sales and rejuvenating them. Is that still your main focus, or are you finding that you're getting a lot more horses now because of that success that you were able to produce? Oh, we've got a stable of 30 at the moment, and I think there's a dozen two-year-olds there, but mm. they're not schnitzels. They're, you know, they're... Uh, 
the lesser bred horses and hopefully one of them might put their hand up as a later two-year-old but they're all probably more three-year-old types but uh look um i love the online auction and uh the challenge of sort of trying to recapture something's form or um you know find out what makes them tick but uh we, we've had good luck out of it and it's definitely not something i'm looking at changing anyway Gavin, I want to play some audio from Danny Walker yesterday on Cracking the Codes about what she thinks. She's a little bit concerned about um, over-scrutiny of the, of the picnic track. This is what she thinks might be the best way to go about the preparation of these tracks. Look, we're all prepared for them. We know they're firm tracks. We know they don't generally get watered. Um, Buckham is a prime example of a very firm track, but our horses are trained on these, these surfaces and provided that surfaces are consistent, they are generally considered safe. Yeah, that's off the back of Yay, off the back of Alexandra, off the back of three years of virtually no picnic racing, which leads us to this uh, desire to have a smooth season and we had a few hiccups. You, you, you used to ride the picnics, you used to you tr- train one or two as well. What Danny Walker thinks that there's an issue, and I spoke to a leading country track manager who said, yeah, just turn the sprinklers off these bush tracks. It causes more headaches than uh, than the opposite. What's, have you got a view on, on, on the way things are going with the picnics and, and, and meetings going ahead and being cancelled and what the best policy might be? Yeah, look, I cut my teeth as a rider and as a trainer at the picnics and uh, still enjoy um, going and, and following it. And I've got a lot of friends that are sort of still in that um, facet of the industry. And look, I think a lot of the problems have been at tracks that have got golf courses and things like that. They're shared um, tracks, like you've got Alexandra, Yay, Druin. And quite often it's not the overwatering it's a sprinkler from the, the golf club that's leaked or something like that that's caused a it's it's never the whole track or a big section it's normally a, a very minor spot when i was riding at the picnic 20 years ago um alex there was always normally a meeting that they lost there during the year and yay was always a fast lane down the outside fence where the the local golf course um quite often their their water sort of seeped into the inside of the track there Picnic horses are tough. Like they sort of race pretty frequently, and, and they're pretty sound animals. Um, you know what you're getting when you go there. You're going to run into a firm track. It's very rarely that you're, you're not running on a good three. I just think maybe RVL need to find just one person that goes and assesses these tracks sort of 48 hours or 24 hours out, and um, and make sure they're okay for the go ahead and. Um, like Alex lost their meeting the other week due to a, a pump being left on and yay, I seen a video of it yesterday um, and spoke to Ray Douglas and it was a, it was nothing really so I'm not really sure why the meeting was lost but I think they need to find a, one participant whether it be a rider or a trainer or someone that's our source but that goes and inspects these tracks in the lead up to the meetings rather than sort of getting the race morning because they only race once, maybe twice a week. You get a, a big congestion of horses and then you've got a backlog and uh, it makes it tricky. Absolutely. And maybe strike up a relationship with the golf courses where if there's a race meeting coming up that they don't maybe turn the sprinklers on the golf course for 48 hours or 24 hours <laughs> beforehand, maybe. Well, 110%, I think there's got to be some sort of uh, way they can work together. And um, mm. so, yeah, right. like, yeah, definitely. Good on you, mate. Uh, leave us with a winner, Beggie. Have you got Mornington Glory in tomorrow? Yeah, he's in tomorrow. Um, good draw in a race with a lot of speed. Um, he's going really well, that horse. I thought he, he ran fantastic, and he's probably got the, the best credentials out of the race. In the race, sorry. But, um, 
you know, just I need to have a good look at that race today and work out where he's going to sort of be in the run before I make a, a call on whether he runs or not. Good on you, mate. Best of luck this week. Thanks very much, guys. Good on you, Gavin.